Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk animated shows and movies here, especially Miraculous Ladybug and The Owl House. Find everything about us at OverlyAnimated.com. I'm your host, Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. And my other co-host, Dirt, a.k.a. Alex Bonilla. (laughs) What? (laughs) No, you're supposed to go, hello. That's what you're supposed to do. That is what you're supposed to do. That's such a specific joke to write. I know. This it's a really, That's it's a good, yeah. That's JP's vibe, though, so. Yeah. There's a specific poll about it that I rewatched. Yeah. JP says uh, co-host in the episode. Yeah, am right? I, am he does, I, the, I know. Am I the JP of this crew? Uh, oh, yes. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, the Creek. Oh, yeah, that's us. We're the the Creek crew's oh back. God. I, I mean, you, you, oh my god! How can we decide this after like what four years? Yeah, I don't know if we yeah, took coverage. Somehow this topic has never come up. I don't think. I don't think so. But uh, no, I was gonna say regardless of assigning people roles, I was gonna say we're back uh, talking Craig. The three of us. I. Looked back, it's been pretty consistent. Three of us have talked about Craig since the show came out, so very exciting to once again talk uh, Craig of the Creek. It's been a minute, but you can find our previous Craig podcasts at OverlyAnimated.com. Season four has just premiered of the show, so we are so well. You know, I think there are two episodes before this that came out for specific time periods. But other than that, there are recently eight episodes. Uh, find those ones in the podcast description, what we're talking about from Beyond the Overpass to Fire and Ice. That's where we're specifically going to focus on, <laughs> including especially Fire and Ice. And then but we also are going to talk about season four in general. Look back on season three since we didn't extensively cover it and uh, also talk about big Craig news recently. That came out on season five and a movie, which are coming up. So going to get into all of that on this podcast. Um, let's uh, start things off here by getting into these eight episodes that we mentioned in general. Uh, what are you thinking about season four so far, Michelle? So far, I honestly, <laughs> I've thought about this because. Uh, I I want to give season four props because I think this is some of the the most funny and the most like on of a slew of episodes I've seen in a while. And I've even noticed like sometimes like expressions are getting even more dramatic, or you're just getting like these amazing jokes on top of jokes that are just really landing. And it's so it's so exciting to have a show that's been around for a bit now still surprise you with like you know delight and <laughs> just joy the way that Craig the Creek has and I say like honestly season four started really really strong nice really yeah really really strong delight wow this is a rave, rave review we, we, we even have like arc like there's like there's this heart of the force thing it's gonna be a whole arc like we didn't do big arcs like this in season one season two like what is this this yeah. is crazy but like here we are and it makes it feels right that we're here at this point in the show too it's interesting well yeah let's get back to the heart of the forest uh, very very soon after this of the kind of new big plot of season four alex what's your what's your thoughts on season four so far 
I mean, I pretty much agree with Michelle that like every pod, I feel like every podcast that we talk about Craig of the Creek, we meant like it's consistent and consistently good. And like it, it, it keeps on that path. But at, at the same time, like you do sense a little bit of a different tone to things where like they are going to cartoonier reactions a lot more often. Mm. They're break, they're breaking the fourth wall a little more mm. often. It's like it, it feels a lot. It feels a little looser in that way. But also, like, at the same time, like, we're still having the emotional foundation that makes Craig of the Creek um, always a, a wholesome experience to watch. The fact that, like, with the end of season three, right, you wrap up that story and you're opening up a whole new setting. Immediately this season, we are, like, using that to our advantage. We're, like, catching up with, with characters that we knew but from a different perspective. We're getting totally new characters again. Like, like we had our, our established Creek crew for a while, so so having new, totally new characters again, and from to all different backgrounds, like it's 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 nice to have the fr fresh blood again in in that sense, and uh, and yeah, there's just a lot of funny uh, funny moments and a lot of sweet moments in this batch of episodes. So uh, I I'm always impressed whenever there's a, a new group of Craig of the Creek episodes, and this is. Uh, no, no different. There's a lot of stuff that I want to gush about in, in this batch, so I'm, I'm excited to dig into a couple of episodes in particular here. Nice, yeah, I agree. It's a Craig is a delight. I agree. That's that's not, uh, that should be the tagline for that should be the number one adjective for Craig. It's a, and and consistent. We talk about that. I thought season mm -hmm. three of Craig. Uh, we we didn't talk about it too much. I thought that was incredible. Season three. Um, the show's gotten better. I thought that season. Uh, I mean, if you, it's hard to look at Craig in seasons because they're just so long. Uh, it's like forty episodes. <laughs> sure, it's yeah. a nice problem to have. Yeah, but the the, the forty episodes preceding these were pretty fantastic, incredibly consistent. A lot of great episodes. Uh, season four, I think, continues that that high quality so far. Uh, I'll. All of these eight episodes that we just got, um, which is why we're talking about those eight, they dropped like uh, Cartoon Network, like aired them one after another, interestingly, in like a two hour block on uh, well, on one Monday. Um, and uh, by the way, continues, Cartoon Network continues to air them on TV first and then put them online after. So it's like a change from recent things. Pretty interesting compared to other networks. But uh, I thought all these eight episodes, all of them great. Like all these are all good. I don't didn't. Uh, Dislikers even met on any of them. I think uh, there's ones in particular which we'll get to soon uh, that I particularly really liked, but really high quality. I like the approach that we're doing. I think it's really interesting because, as we've alluded to, I think before this podcast, Craig uh, kind of uh, resets all of its uh, big uh, you know, quote unquote, big plot stuff going on at oh, the yeah. at the end of last season with Capture the Flag. So it's like the big question is how is the show going to handle uh, what uh, plot now uh, or will it have as much plot? And so I think that's like kind of the first question we want to tackle here is like uh, we quickly find out in Beyond the Overpass, which I think is, you know, basically supposed to be the, the season premiere, even if we had some holiday episodes before it. Um, and uh we get some big developments. Uh, we have Omar, a green poncho, joining the Stump Kids, uh, which we'll get get to. And then we have a new uh, main plot line, potentially, for the show in Finding the Heart of the Forest. Um, and all of the first King Kenneth's cubes. And so they're going to be collecting these cubes. Um, and in general, it's like the other side of the creek is like a part of the creek now, right? Like, I think mm -hmm. that's, uh, and Craig, like, might be mapping the other side too. 
Um, so, uh, Michelle, what was your, what was your reaction see, hearing about this kind of new direction for the first time? I, I didn't expect it, but I'm, I'm really happy. It does make me wonder because like we, we spent, I feel like at least like two solid seasons, um, hinting at, you know, like the, the historical capture the flag war and how, you know, it, it broke up the sides of the creek and it, it was this huge force that like everything that came after it like has ties to. And now it seems like we're in this territory where maybe we're returning to like what the creek used to be in a way, but it's like it's Craig's turn and it's the crew, the crew's turn to like figure out what the future is going to be. I feel like it's a nice balance of exploring, but also, I mean, I guess I'd assumed before the season started that there would be more conflict between the sides, right? Because it's such a, they spent so much time being kind of separated from each other. But like all in all, I feel like the the passing of the guard has been really okay. And everyone's kind of finding a new way to coexist. And that's really interesting to me. I mean, it hasn't been seamless. Well, we'll talk about like, Aggie the Squashinator. Like, there are still some folks who are, like, not adjusting well to this new regime. As a whole, I've been, like, pretty surprised by how, like, easy this transition seems to have been for most of the other kids on the creek, too. Yeah. Uh, that that's a good point. That uh, pretty pretty quickly once the king is gone and the the ruling order of the other side, uh, everyone's uh, chill for the most part here, um, which is which is nice to see coming off of such a conflict heavy capture the flag right before this. Uh, Alex, what, what do you think of the direction so far? Yeah, eliminating a dictatorship and no one's taken advantage of the power vacuum yet. Oh, you know, one's trying to be the new king. Is that is that going to be a surprise plotline? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I think, Craig, Craig was already talking yeah. about it, right? <laughs> he, he he gave up the opportunity. It seems like there's no logical place for someone else to mm. step in. So Craig just kind of dismantled the system on his own, I guess, mm. by yeah. not accepting it. Yeah, and I guess we're dealing that with that in a way and with all of the... the what what are they called? The, not the generals, but whoever this the uh, yeah, we, we get two episodes like that. So we're kind of dealing with the, the other higher ups to some extent. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Alex. Yeah, um, just uh, I I think it's smart to not given the the capture the flag thing. It was set up for a decent amount of that of that season three. So like now that that's wrapped up, having a new like quest uh, to stretch the season, I, I think is a smart idea, and it gives like an in in universe uh, reason to be exploring the diff, uh, the the new um, parts uh, that of the creek that we haven't seen yet. Um, I was just thinking about the fact, like the the poster or the promo image for season four, like that was back in like July or something, where like they showed that bots with the floating above the the, the creek. It's like, what? What is this? So like, finally having that, like half a year later, if, if that that felt that felt nice to to um, finally see that uh, in 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 the actual show, um, and. Uh, and I think that the I think there's like two bot two squares that we've picked up in this uh, first batch already. Yeah. So um, you know, it's like it's not every episode, but it, it's at least consistently around. I think that's that's the right um ba- balance to hit. Like it's it doesn't need to like overshadow everything, but it's it, it'll be a through line. Like uh, I I uh, I think that's uh, the right, right way to go with this kind of thing. Yeah. What what I really like about um 
this this new plot direction is that it's like a exploration slash adventure mechanic like like that's what we're focusing on because yeah instead of the conflict yes which I exactly think is a very yeah. good idea <laughs> right it's like like we talked we talked kind of extensively in the past on this podcast about um the the disparity in the other side of the creek episodes versus the normal craig episodes and to what extent we like or, or don't like that i think it ultimately culminated in capture the flag which was fantastic it's uh, probably the best stretch of of episodes the show's had um and uh so it like regardless of whether the normal episode uh whether you preferred that or a normal keg episode it, it did it, it certainly got there and like it was like really good but it's like we just did that we just did like craig does really big plot i feel like that's done let's do not let's do less let's focus back in on kind of what makes craig of the creek like essential what are the essential components of craig of the creek um so I was wondering what the main plot line would be now, and I really do like that it's just it's just like a vehicle to do more exploring because yeah, uh, yeah. I think that that's like the the best part of Craig. Doesn't mean we can't do a plot thing can't eventually happen again, and like this is plot, but it's not like I get yeah conflict. It's not a conflict driven plot. It's not uh, bad bad feelings, you know, or or, or uh, stressfulness in any capacity. Um, There's tiny conflicts like uh, challenging a chef who's holding yeah. on to square. There are we'll, we'll like soon figure out find out the other old guards who are still holding on to those pieces and uh, yeah. need need to be you know coerced into giving them up. You know, we'll we'll have those tiny things still around. Yeah, within an episode, a conflict, you know, generally like less stressful than a big uh, war happening, uh, even if it's a pretend uh, LARPy war. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just, just, uh, the, 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 this being, uh, you know, eventually maybe we can get into some plot, but for now, like we have the whole other side of the creek to explore. We have a new, new, uh, people, new characters to meet. A lot of new characters. Mm-hmm. Old characters that we're really kind of just seeing for the first time in, in any sort of extensive capacity. Um, so I, I love this as a starting point for maybe era two of Craig of the Creek. Or do we really think, Ooh. do we think this is, uh, you know, I think we're getting into the second summer on the show. I'm actually not. Do you know what time period these episodes take place? And we're past the winter and the spring, I think. Yeah, I think we've had two winters at least, right? So, yeah, we maybe it winters? is summer two. We had a long winter in season three. I know that for sure. Um, Was that the first? Win- I feel like. I don't know. If that, I can't remember. I, I might back. have to go back and <laughs> yeah. check. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the 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 episode where Bernard is like driving them in the snow is that the same winter? Or is that a separate winter? I, that might be a separate one. Yeah, it's a little vague. What's what's going on? But anyway, it, probably we're starting a new summer. If not now, this might be late spring, might be summer. Like whatever, we're starting a new summer, new new time period on Craig. Uh, Michelle, yeah. Do you think do you think this is era two of Craig the Creek? Not to be too I, Steven University. <laughs> I think it is. And one thing I did start to notice season four. Uh, Craig's spending a lot more time with other characters. He's mm-hmm. not spending like every episode with JP and Kelsey. And a lot of times, like even if JP and Kelsey are there, they'll kind of like sit back and Craig will go and like do more stuff, which honestly I'm really happy about. Like I love JP and Kelsey. They add so much to the crew dynamic between the three. But like we talked a lot in the first season, especially about how Craig didn't seem to like, you know, not that he didn't do as much, but he didn't have like as strong a personality as the other two. And we didn't really have much of a read on him. I think 
now I have a much stronger read on Craig because he's doing a lot more. And I'm, I'm glad that he's spending more time with other characters because he is the main character. Even if this show is so ensemble, I mean, it's probably one of the most ensemble shows we have at this point. But it, that's like a pretty in-your-face difference, I'd say, right off the bat. And that seems to indicate that, you know, dynamics between them are also changing. You didn't tell them about the wedding with Sewer Queen. <laughs> yeah true that, that that's that, that's true about that episode i think this is a continuation we haven't had time we, we didn't do many podcasts during season three just alluded to it i think in the intro segment so we haven't gotten into this too much but i think this is a continuation exactly what you mentioned of a thing from season three that they're kind of like i guess this is like a fully fleshed out thing now craig being with other characters that are not just the stump kids for sure yeah. most notably in season three the ice pop trio uh yeah. with with mm-hmm. Canna- cannonball and sparkle cadet that, that was a recurring thing during during season three. Uh, absolutely agree. It's a concerted effort by the show to flesh out Craig outside of his main group. He is now way past at this point. We're in season four. We're like several years into the show. Way, way past the kind of main character I to see kind of main oh, character sure. from season one. Craig, one of the best characters on TV now in large part due to him interacting with uh, many, many other types of kids. Um, and we yeah, we we definitely see that that continued um here into into these episodes um and it kind of like it allows you allows craig to have his own stuff going on also allows kind of like kelsey to have her own stuff going on mm-hmm. like 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 in fire and ice so i think i think it's a great uh uh balance of uh dynamics with with all these characters all around um alex uh, uh enjoy, enjoying next next era of craig Oh yeah, for for sure. I mean, I, I think the, the the biggest benefit to it is like, um, you know, using Craig to get to see a lot of other new characters. Um, like I, I don't, I, I feel like Craig's character has. I mean, I I would agree that it's definitely developed since season one, but I also think it's kind of uh, it's pretty solidified at this point. Like it's not like he's changing that much necessarily. You're just seeing a lot more of him. But um, also I would. Uh, like uh, you know, Ke- Kelsey getting uh, getting her own episodes. Uh, I I uh, I um, I mean, her episode is probably the highlight <laughs> of this bunch to me. Um, I can't imagine in this like cartoon. Uh, the the show has always been cartoony, but in this cartoonier era, a, a JP episode again. Uh, I I wonder like how far they're gonna stretch that this time around, given the JP episodes we've gotten in the past like i i remember the big pinchy still yeah haunts big me. Big pinchy. Uh, <laughs> so so like if, if you could if they already did that like imagine them like being like you can go even further and looser like really go all out with J- jp but so yeah there's i you know as this show like keeps going on and like they, their cast is so large so they can give pretty much anyone and a, a if they gave every single person an episode, that would that alone would like stretch an entire season. It's like getting to Adventure Time levels, and like Adventure Time like made it work because they had so many interesting characters. And I think Craig of the Creek uh, similarly like has that, but has the opportunity now to like really spread it around. Yeah, the, it's a good. I like the Adventure Time comparison for Craig. I feel like we haven't talked about that enough. Um, but yeah, no. As as you as the show already had a ton of characters. As we continue to add in characters, I mean, uh, what's what's going to happen here? Uh, I think it'd be interesting to see how the show manages it. Yeah, I, we are probably do a JP episode, right? Speaking of Big Benji, um, I don't think we really have a JP big JP episode in this in this batch. Uh, so that that's that's a, a prediction for for uh coming up here um and uh 
I was, I was about to move on to Omar, but last thought on the cubes. Uh, <laughs> the the uh, I, I I liked uh, what something Michelle said earlier about like uh, connecting it to how the creek used to be, kind of before the reign of the king. Yeah. So I wonder if like through these cubes we're gonna like explore. Like I'm like, what is the heart of the forest gonna unlock? Like you know, so maybe it'll be something that connects us to the to the past. Um, I feel like that that's gonna be pretty interesting too. Maybe that'll be our once we once we unlock that, get to be our next plot line. That, yeah, that, and you that's know, what oh, I'm oh. thinking. Oh, go ahead, Alex. Well, uh, I was gonna say, like Omar mentioned stuff like the cues were only given to the people that the original king trusted. So, like, we have to think like they're pro- probably gonna run into like people who knew the older version of the creek, and so like getting a little like they, they were always sprinkled in creek history with the older kids mm. that, are, that have wandered in. So, getting more of that will definitely be a, ni- a nice treat uh, as they encounter people who 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 knew the the older regime. Uh, where's Maya? What did we do with Maya at the end of last season? I mean, I feel like she's going to come back, but, you know, the way things kind of went down, she's going to take her time because mm. she had the most to lose. She was the second in command of the old regime. So she's a lot of probably shame about what happened and it's hard to rekindle stuff. Yeah, Omar Maya reconciliation would be nice. Yeah, I think we talked some about point. that. Yeah, that's now. So now transitioning to the Omar being part of the main the main group. Um, that that's got to be a, an arc for him eventually. Is Maya getting back coming back into the picture? Um, can can see a multi episode arc with the, with them. Uh, but so Green Poncho Omar. In my mind, he's still Green Poncho. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's disrespectful. Move on from being green. I know. I want to respect like, his wishes, he? but it's <laughs> for so long. It's too iconic of a name. I feel yeah. <laughs> I think he can do both. He can bring out the Omar when he needs to, but then he can bring back the green poncho for when it's relevant on um, like a quest or something. Oh, he that cool the girl with purple again. hair and glasses. She wasn't the green poncho forever. Yeah. yeah. She? There. Yeah. It's more of a time. Like, she stopped hanging out at the creek. That's, completely well, different yeah that's true he's still there high school. anyway so omar is officially a stump kid now according to the premiere um this is something we saw coming from the promotional material mm-hmm. uh but that being said he's only in one other episode right after this after the premiere well he's um, only in the uh, one other episode that they're looking for a cube yeah so, yeah, so I, he's I, a quest I, buddy yeah i wonder if they only include him in the episodes where cubes are involved right so the new plot episode is an episode where there's a cube piece involved and that means omar's there otherwise he doesn't have to be there is that the it does seem like that's the dynamic we're striking so far in season four i would uh, agree yeah, yeah what, what do you think of that michelle I I mean I think it makes sense. He Omar's friendly with Craig in the crew, but they're not super close and a lot of their relationship has been around circumstantial things. Like they both mm. wanted to protect the creek. They both were fearful of the other side. They they fought together in battle. It sounds so <laughs> dramatic, but they did. So I mean, I don't know if Omar honestly knows how to like hang out with them without something more important going on i mean i would love to see an episode of craig trying that like hey like do you want to come over why is like so, did you find another cube no do you want to play like power punchers or something do you want to just like hang out like that would be really fun but i think like omar's just not used to that being their dynamic and plus like does he have any like any friends besides maya that he was just like had a normal friendship with maybe that's i mean that could be part of it too yeah. He's just out of practice. Yeah. 
reintegrate Omar. Alex? Um, he did mention his in-law, or his brother-in-law or something. <laughs> so maybe he's got a good close friend, friendship there. Um, yeah, I, I, I think sprinkling in Omar to start. I mean, again, the, the seasons are so long, right? So like if he, if even if he shows up in like 10 episodes, but that's still like a decent amount to, to pop up in. But uh, and, you know, it. it I think that say uh, you know developing his relationship with the main the main crew is also an opportunity there to like you know as as they hang out more they'll uh, you know grow closer and maybe hang out outside of uh, of quest stuff so yeah I, I think that to start to start off with the, the it's fine and there's 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 room there if they want to. Um, include him more but like also i like his personality right now is just so, so uh, in uh, it's still introverted so it also makes sense that he'd kind of like um keep his distance for now yeah i think it makes sense um in terms of his character uh in terms of omar as a stump kid you know i feel like i need to be convinced i you know i i, I like i like him I like uh, the idea of Omar as part of the main crew. The main crew, but the Stump Kids—it's such an iconic group. It's so, it's so you know, uh, the, the the it's a trio. You know, are we gonna yeah. bring him in here? Uh, like, you gotta you gotta sell me on it, show. And he's only been in two episodes with them so far. Sounding very gatekeepy right I now. Mean, no, I mean, I I am gatekeeping the Stump Kids, absolutely. Part of Omar's intrigue is his mystique. If we get rid of the mystique and make him just a regular Stump Kid, does that take away a big part of the Omar appeal? Maybe. I think that's a valid point so far. Or maybe that he's very mysterious. Yeah, Yeah. he's very mysterious. We want to take that away from him? Well, spinning that, maybe that's how he moves away from the green poncho identity and just becomes Omar, like becomes his own person. Like if we by, if we get to know more about mysterious, exactly. Be like, no, the green poncho is mysterious. You I, yeah, no, I think you got, I think it's, you got to lose it to a certain extent because I, the big thing is I need to see him interacting more with the trio. Like, uh, I, I, it can, maybe it can be during the cube episodes. Like, I don't think that it's not like those are so plot heavy, the cooking episodes. And it's so plot heavy different than the other ones. Yeah. But <laughs> and like, it doesn't really first... matter what, yeah, I just, I just want to see him hang out and yeah, we need, we need to see more of it. I feel like for it to feel more like more of a natural dynamic over time. Well, and even the cooking episode, like he shows a little bit more personality than he has in the in the past. Like he's crying while eating the sandwich, you know. Like you know, <laughs> we haven't seen that kind he of emotional emotion. Version. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's, so a good that, that, start. That, that, that's a first step. You know? Okay, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I think. Look, I think I'm I'm joking, but I think it's going to be a uh, slow. They're going for kind of a slower integration here um, in terms of him and the Stump Kids. So I think uh, it, it'll feel. Uh, more more natural over time um and uh yeah i do i do think you probably can't just have him during the specific cube episodes we have to see how the show handles that it really we don't have a large sample size so far um but uh yeah i do i do really like the idea here i mean i was thinking of like who he's the fourth stump kid who are the other contenders like uh i mean it's like he's there for a plot reason but it's like i feel like kit would be like the the natural for, for a while, Kit or Sparkle Cadet, maybe. I feel like she's had like a fair amount of. She's around a lot. Craig, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
For, for a while, Bobby was making a run. Bobby was, yeah. We were talking about Bobby as I, I think I said on previous podcasts. Let just let Bobby join the Stump Kids already. No, and, 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 and this, he, in this batch, he's he non-existent. No, they 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 yeah. specifically just they they're built. They're like we did too much Bobby. Let's chill out <laughs> for a second. Now there's no Bobby either. There's an abundance, and there's nothing. I mean, that's the thing. They really have so many characters. And they're introducing even more. Because uh, Bobby was making a break from being this like joke character to a legitimate major secondary character. Now he's back to in the background here. We're tr- trying to promote Omar. We had a thing like there's not a lot of uh, kid in, kid in these episodes, right? So I don't know. It's uh, the, the, the who's important to the show kind of comes and goes. I agree. Sparkle Cadets continues to be prominent. She wasn't mm-hmm. like an original character for the show. Um, so like uh, can- Cannonball, did we see a lot of Cannonball here? I feel like he was a big character for a while. He was um, a big character uh, last season. Maybe I'm we're just about- waiting till the Cannonball. I'm a little worried though, those those roller skaters are going to take the ten speeds place. <laughs> ten speeds, they're important. Well, honestly, they're so cool. I fell in love with them. They look so fun. Uh, I'm also really on board with the roller yeah, skaters. They're yeah, they're really cool. I hope we yeah. see more. Yeah uh so okay so we're gonna we're gonna have to see how omar uh uh, what's coming with omar here um but we can continue talking about him and speaking of the roller rollerblade kids let's let's go through let's say uh what episodes uh were your favorites here um in any kind of aspects in particular you really liked of them michelle which which are your favorites this is hard because there's like two i want to give an honorable mention to (laughs) but um i think the three i liked the most were honestly the last three better than you the dream team and fire and ice obviously just because they're they're all so good and they're so funny and they have like just this energy like especially like the dream team and better than you like i can't imagine that the borders working on it didn't have like the time of their lives because there's so much in there that feels both like personal <laughs> But also just like, oh my god, so good. But my honorable mentions would be Sinker Swim Team and the Chef's Challenge, because those were very fun also. Yeah, okay, a lot of them. Alex, what are are your favorites? Um, I think Fire and Ice, which we'll talk about more, is definitely my top. But then like below that, I I have the the tier of uh, Sinker Swim Team, Quick Name, and Chef's Challenge. I think that those three were like especially fun for me. Um, I, I think, you know, Sewer Queen has, has obviously been a fave of mine since, like, the season one. So, like, get, getting getting to see her, her, her a, a different side of her. In, in general, we see, like, families of the kids. Like, I feel like that's a lot rarer than seeing new kids. So, like, seeing the, the family side... And how and you know Craig and uh, Eileen, we figure out her name is Eileen. Alex, we have to dig in here for a second on Sink or uh, Swim team because I feel I think I think you you are the number one sewer queen stan in the entire world. Wow, (laughs) there's not a lot of competition. Not a lot of competition, but but (laughs) I'll I'll take it. I I really do like sewer queen. You must. What was your react? Walk us through your reaction. Yeah, like on cloud nine when you found out what it's going to be about. I was I was pretty excited because it was, yeah like we we always get her like in her queen you know in her queen role within the within the forest so like finally like seeing her like a, a in her in normal kid mode like we get to see Craig and JP and Kelsey in that in that mode and then like see how different they are when they're at, when they're in the creek so like finally getting to see that for for Sarah Queen was was an interesting balance and also like. Uh, 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 the fact that she's uh, she's part of a Filipino family 
as a uh, per- personal connection. I mean, Latin American and Filipino have a lot of similarities in their culture. Well, obviously there's a lot of differences too, but like I did also like feel some kind of like uh, um, kinship in terms of like the, the idea of like a grandma that like speaks the the, the other language. So you have to like, uh, but they know enough to understand you and like introducing new people and like the, the cooking, uh, the communal cooking aspect of it. So there was like stuff that I personally related to in terms of like family stuff. And then just in general, like the uh, uh, her and Craig, like you know, bluffing very hard, like that. that I thought that their their uh, their their chemistry there was 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 pretty good, and and the family's reaction to it was also just like perfect. Uh, and so yeah, like just all all, all together, like it, it was a very fun episode for a character that I didn't think would get this focus ever, because like at at the end of the day, as much as I liked her, like she showed up like twice a twice a season maybe, and like always like in, in Creek stories. So like getting to see her in a different setting was was very fun. Yeah, definitely. Well, what, what do you think of her name being Eileen? I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> It's a nice name. Her sister calls her I.I., which is super cute. Yeah, that's fun, yeah. Um, uh, Eileen's mom being voiced by Dee Dee Magno Hall is a nice treat. (laughs) Um, So we've got got Pearl, and I think Michaela Dietz has been in this show, so we just need to find Estelle. Uh, and you know the the detail they speak Visaya and, and like t- Tagalog is the language I normally associate with with the Philippines. So like having a a different language represented is also nice. And the fact that they give her give the grandma lines without like bother without any like adding of subtitles is pretty cool. Um, yeah, so the, there there's just a, a lot of a, a lot of uh, st- stuff in there. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of uh, reaction on Twitter to yeah. the Filipino representation definitely seems like it meant a lot to to people so i think uh really great job by the show and and like as a uh, as a connection like quick name and chef's challenge i think also like demonstrate like just how how um international the show is in terms of their representation like we get kunsup as as the blur like you know just going by his uh, his actual name and then tian Tian lam and and chef's challenge and like he's talking about all the different dishes that he wants to try out so that that part always warms my heart to like see like to think about like yeah like children should be be exposed to like stuff all around the world and not just like the very restrictive american perspective on things so the fact that we're, we're bringing in a lot a lot of different cultures uh, into this show like it, it's that that's part of what makes this so fun but and, and like part of the benefit of having such a large cast that you can mm-hmm. uh, have have that wide of a net to to dig into yeah, that's a great point with those two characters. Uh, prominently featured and said uh, names that aren't like white names, like traditional white names. So I think like, and that's like pretty rare. I, f- I think on on kid shows. So I was like pretty great by the show to to highlight that. And yeah, I mean Craig's diversity uh, and and many different types of people being represented. Uh, all, more more so than than ever. Always been really high. I think these episodes are more uh, wonderful pers- perspectives being shown. Um, we're going to get into Fire and Ice uh, as, a, as a kind of another landmark kind of queer episode for the show. But in addition to uh, everything else the show is, is showcasing here as well. 
Yeah, uh, just w one quick thing I want to run by you guys. Kunsup is basically Toman with more awareness, right? <laughs> That's the parallel. I was so happy to see Toman. Similar kind of bro energy for sure, but yeah, Kinsup has much more awareness of. I mean, once Craig told him like, "Hey, like that nickname hurt my feelings," he tried like his best to fix that, even though it didn't go according to plan. Yeah, I I appreciated that. Like, it's like, yeah, like people who have that kind of like over the top energy, but like they're they're also capable of be of like you know being understanding. It's like I I I like that kind of uh, that kind of personality being included in this. Yeah, love seeing uh, Gunsup and uh, ProZD more and more from his character. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, uh, the oh Toman. Anyway, I I love Toman. That's all. (laughs) Toman. Yeah, I think iconic, he's one of a kind. Really I think Toman's so one of a fun. kind. Okay. Uh, can, Toman should be the fourth uh, Stumpkin. That's my take. I thought you were going to say he should be the new antagonist, and I was prepared oh, to agree. I'd be so happy with that, just because there'd be so much Toman. But no, he's too sweet <laughs> to be the antagonist, as we all know. Um, anyway, uh, the yeah, the, there's like, there are really a lot of characters here. Uh, I forgot about some of these other inclusions. Uh, my, my favorites are Fire Nice and Beyond the Overpass was my other favorite. Oh, I think wow. this was a, a wonderful premiere. I was really impressed by how much that episode... Uh, accomplished, uh, like just uh, re- introducing the new status quo and having a, a plot line for Craig um, and bringing Omar into the group and uh, yeah, detailing the the new uh, the new plot going on. We meet the Rollerblade Kids, as we mentioned, who I was also like uh, pretty quickly uh, uh, who I pretty quickly They're loved. So cool! And I'm definitely <laughs> they have such like striking designs. I'm yes, expecting their designs them are to... so good. I, I was so kind of, I was almost a little surprised that they didn't come back immediately in one of these uh, eight episodes. But I mean, so so many uh, mouths to feed in, in Craig. Um, <laughs> so many mouths to feed. <laughs> it's true though. Ma- main rollerblade girl. I-, I looked at her name in the credits, but I forgot it. Right. Uh, <laughs> she. She. I think she. She feels like she's going to be a big secondary character. I don't know if it's like there's there's a lot of them, but it, it feels like it. Uh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I I was I thought that was like a really impressive season premiere just in in general of television. But yeah, all these episodes are great. Um, I agree. Dr- Dream Team is was I, I felt very like a surrealist to me that episode. Oh my um, god, I loved it so much. It was so funny. You know, like I know um because t- Twitter's been as we mentioned before loving Craig at the Creek recently, <laughs> and it's no surprise why. But like on on top of everyone gushing about Sink or Swim Team, everyone also. <laughs> really likes the moment when you know they're they're discussing making their comic and bryson tells craig to try to draw more inside the lines and craig very like calmly but a little passive aggressively is like hey i don't tell you how to write don't tell me how to color (laughs) and bryson's like i'm just saying man and then we like do this slow zoom in on craig and he like smiles like dead eyed and does this slow blink you can just tell there's murder there (laughs) in his eyes it's so funny murder from these children uh, there's there's also the the gag in that episode. I think they do it twice, where like they're crawling on the walls like Spider Man or something. I I think Craig even shoots webs out of his like just like really you know go like this is a cartoon. Let's just do whatever we, we want, sort of thing. Very, very Plus, it's cartoon. like a very like thing kids their age group would do. 
which mm-hmm. I think is really cute. Plus, like the the grandpa, like basically making the cat his baby child mm-hmm. was an interesting that development. I actually really enjoyed. I was <laughs> like, oh, they're like being kind of empty nesters. Isn't? <laughs> yeah, what, do, what do you mean? What do you mean you actually <laughs> enjoyed that? Obviously, you enjoyed that. <laughs> well, first I was like. I thought he didn't like the cab and like now he's like such bros with the cat that he adopted it as a child and he like <laughs> at one point I swear he like put a bonnet or a bib on the cat <laughs> and put it in a high chair and was feeding it hot dogs or so I swear this happened and and I don't know why corn dogs out. probably yeah, yeah the corn the, that was so and that's what I mean by like I feel like a lot of these episodes have such special attention to detail about like, oh, I grew up with this, so I want to put this in here. And it comes across so well because when the kids are like at the store and they just choose a random thing. Let's be honest. They chose a random thing <laughs> that they saw and they wanted. And grandma's like, look, this is I don't know. This is not an economical decision. If we just buy this, there's like 72 corn dogs in here and then she just makes them commit to eating it yes. every day and we see them get like more and more sick of it but they can't say no to grandma because they they promised her that they would do it and that stuff is like so relatable and it's so good yeah uh re- really funny episode i, I agree um and what was that the other thing i was going to highlight uh better than you i other than the drawing stuff and squashing they're oh all great gosh, i want i just want to talk about the uh honeysuckle rangers uh yeah in these episodes. um kind of pretty consistent they're probably they must have been in like at least three of the episodes here um they're uh, d- strong kind of backgrounds, prominent force uh, here. Uh, and I love the Honeysuckle Rangers. Uh, so glad to see them in this new uh, world order where they're not as uh, oppressed by the king. Uh, and they get to be more of themselves. And they like own a bar, basically, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, they own a candy bar, which yeah. I think is a very interesting solution to because Kit has the trading tree. And we don't want oh, yeah, like, the th- that to yeah. be a conflict of interest. So making it like a bar is enough of a difference, I think, that they don't have to be in the competing market. They, there's enough for both of them to coexist as business people, which is nice. Yeah, that, that's a good point comparing it to Kit. Uh, I, they're, they're obviously so cute in, in this. And I, 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 loved, I loved how the these episodes presented them. I loved just them as like a constant kind of recurring background presence. At the same time, seeing Fire and Ice. and You um, can tell. Yeah, when are they going to be mm-hmm. official? I know. You it's, can it's, tell how they feel about each other. It's so obvious at this point. Yeah. And I like on one hand, I love how the show handles them because that was one of my main takeaways from watching all like these eight episodes back to back was just like I just I love their role in so many episodes and they're so great in so many episodes. It's Mm -hmm. like one of the main things I loved. So I'm fine with them being like how they are. But also it's just so the desire to see them get the Kelsey Stacks treatment, I think, is, is, is large because especially considering um, they're like the main slash only kind of uh, queer male representation in in Craig, um, compared to their like l- wonderfully like several. Uh, it's queer like women. three three couples of queer women at least so far. Like literally yeah. six, like queer. Like that's it's pretty <laughs> remarkable. It's never never happened before in any of these shows. Um, a lot of them are like minor presences, but until now. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I it just the, the temptation to have some sort of equal uh, kind of representation there. And they would be the, the ones to get it. So I'm torn. I'm like, I want them to have a bigger role, but I also love the role they have now. Interested to see how the show handles it moving forward. I think there, there could be a very easy way for them to handle that. I mean, they could just have like 
Raj pull Craig aside for an episode and be like, I want to get something special for my boo. Like, can you help me pick out the perfect gift? Because, like, I don't know if they're officially dating, but, like, it's highly possible they are. So just making a whole episode some way about, like, the fact that they're in a relationship without it feeling, like, obvious. I know. I think that could work really well. Yeah, yeah, I guess like you do one episode, right? And you like you you give them their fire and ice, yeah, and you make it explicit, yeah, and then they can go back to their role, yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like it's what it's gonna be like for Kelsey and Stax, right? I mean, they're just in the background, just like writing more stories together. The only thing though is that Kelsey's a main character, so it's like, is this gonna come? So we'll we'll get like get that in a second. That's (laughs) kind of the only thing, but yeah, for the most part, when it when uh. Uh, element or character of a show gets an episode to themselves like uh, it's not like they're gonna be a constant presence throughout the whole show even even this is like the Omar joins the crew season he was in two out of eight episodes right so it's not like anything can be really consistent <laughs> again these are all very spread out there's too many people yeah um, more and- people more people <laughs> I do think it would be a valid criticism if someone wanted to say there are too many characters on Craig um, I think the show handles it great so I'm fine with it uh, but I think, you know, it, it certainly would be understandable if someone's like, can we get this more focused? But, uh, we'll, we'll see. Cause uh, he, that, that, that person doesn't like fun if they love <laughs> more characters equals more fun. That's what I've learned yeah. from Young Justice. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, yeah, this is probably the second most characters to Young Justice. I'll say that. Anyway, uh, anything is, is else? Is that show fun? <laughs> uh, absolutely. I have fun. It, with it's it, it's exciting. That's fun. kind of fun. <laughs> uh, there, any other, uh, things before we get into Fire and Ice? I just want to say I really love the Squashinator, and I was really scared of her in the finale of Capture the Flag. So I'm really glad that she got an episode that we could kind of feel out where she's coming from a little bit more. And I love just like all the gags when they'd be drawing stuff. Like when she messed up her second drawing and she tried to erase it, but there wasn't a erase it. She just made a big like rip in the paper. And everyone like roasted her, and they're like, "Oh, like, you made Craig look terrible." And then Craig's like, "My mouth doesn't look like that." <laughs> and they drew it like so jagged, yeah. and it was amazing. Like there were so many jokes like that that just took it like to the next level, and it works so well. I really hope they keep that momentum. Yeah. Uh, that, that's very, very good. So, uh, related, not not the same. But uh, my last topic was uh, many people talking about how meta these episodes were. Um, yeah, like, they were very meta, but it, it works. I mean, like we haven't even said that the chef's challenge is basically Gordon Ramsay. Yes, that's and true. then at the end, the kid loses his British accent, and it <laughs> yeah. just makes it ten <laughs> times funnier. <laughs> yeah, that is that was really good. Um, yeah, that's like dirt. Uh, with his, his British accent. Uh, the, 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 I think over half, like half these episodes had meta jokes in them, like explicitly meta jokes. Um, so I, I love them, but, uh, similar to how in the past I asked, is Craig too weeb? Uh, which by the way, since I've asked, they've cooled down on the weeb stuff. So I'm not saying I did that, but, how nice. uh, is Craig the Creek too meta now? Was this too much or was it great? What do we think? It's fine. It's great. Like, like you said, it's like one joke in the episode, like, uh, and like for for a stretch, because I don't think every episode had a had a meta joke, but like there was a decent amount, and you know, it, it it's it's fun. At this, it's your four seasons in, you get to reference things every once. Right. Time. I think that's the key. Is it's like it's we're four seasons in now. That's why they're doing this now. Uh, they they for showing its first season's not going to be super meta unless like that's that's like the point, but. 
Craig's like this established show. Uh, yeah, I think probably we just got a higher concentration of it now, but I don't know. I, I love that. If there's a meta joke every episode, I would be fine with it because obviously, like, we're the target audience for that. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's finally our time. Move over, boomers. <laughs> <laughs> Move over, boomers. No, I'm very happy. I, I, I grew up with all these dumb references I didn't understand. I'm and just barely in the last like three or four years, I've started to understand the references. And I know it's our time now, and I'm excited. After, like, seven years, I think I'll be pretty done with it, though. And unfortunately, it's going to last for, like, 25 years. That's the sad thing about... Are, are you saying, are we the are we the parents they hide in yeah, jokes for we now? Yeah, we are the parents, yes. Oh, no. It is. Yeah. Oh, no. But it's true. It's us. You're you're welcome. Here wow, it is. That's depressing. Like, are, are the kids of today really, like, hooting and hollering for Slide the Ferret Sonic jokes? Like, I don't know. <laughs> There, I mean, Sonic's in theaters, though, so that, oh. I mean, maybe they are, Sonic's right? hot again, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, but I mean, I think the, the present, yeah, that's a good point about Slide. I think he, that's not, like, uh, a targeted us specifically, but it's it's kind of half that. But then when he, when Craig says, detect uh, AU fanfic, Slide the yes. right. That's, yeah. that's, you know, that's more of an us targeted, yeah, which I loved. Um so they not that's not that's not even a meta joke. So it's it's like meta jokes. And then there's like older targeted jokes too. Um, there's like I guess a lot of both. So we we love to see it. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll revisit this. But uh, I I yeah I'm hoping to see more yeah. meta stuff. How many kids are getting Kitchen Nightmares references? <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. I think else everyone like shows. knows uh, who Gordon Ramsay is in terms of just like him being an icon. Maybe not specifically through. Yeah, well, okay, there's they, Kitchen Nightmares. They, they just know there's a mad British man who screams at people yeah, for it's, cookies. It's all of his shows, right? It's not just that. One. I thought he was like most known for Hell's Kitchen. Is that not Oh, true? yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah. There's, there's, a recent, there's a recent Twitch trends where streamers are streaming tw- Kitchen Nightmares and just watching it. And yeah, oh, that, that's why that's on my brain. Yeah. Wow. yeah, so Kitchen Nightmares is hot right now. Okay. okay. <laughs> there you go. I don't know if they, that was the case when they made this, so it's good timing. <laughs> um, but Gordon yeah, Ramsay's always relevant. Yeah, always. Okay. Let's Let's talk about fire and ice. Uh, yeah, yeah. By the way, speaking, I, I was going to say this earlier. Uh, we get Eileen. Uh, is Stax? I assume is not Stax's real name. <laughs> never thought about that one, huh? You never thought her real name was Stax. She's called Stax because she like because of stacking books in the library. Right. right. <laughs> Yeah, but the, but for, but it, it, yeah, but that's her name until the show is. No, I I recognize this, but it was more prominent to me when I saw Sewer Queen actually get a name. Like, wow, yeah. we're just giving out names that's now. Fair. We're just giving out names. Where's Stax? She's this major. She's the love oh interest now God. of one of our main characters. Do you think or, we're gonna have an ep where Kelsey like has to meet her parents and then she learns her real ooh, name and she like ooh, treasures it and, like writes down in her journal oh. or something. That's a good. I, I don't know where this came from. Of the wiki has her listed as Isabella. Um, oh, they might have said that. Yeah, I was going to ask if we've heard. Yeah, uh, they, that might nice have been in a name. previous episode. Um, yeah, maybe maybe in some of the Wildernessa stuff. I think I think I'm, it's ringing a bell. There are a lot of episodes of Craig now. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, probably yes. forgotten a lot of stuff. Um, anyway, we have our big Kelsey uh stacks culmination Let, let's talk about this first yeah, so coming into about the, the, this pairing did any of us see it coming in all honesty yeah 
So we coming into the set. Correct me if I'm wrong. Though, that's what I'm asking. Over Wildernessa, did we see this? Right. So so last time was the last time we checked in on this. The texting episode where the the, the text bubbles came up on the screen. I just remember for that with the emojis. I feel um, like they've probably interacted in the library, but it's never been a whole episode worth of plot. Yeah, that might have been the last major. But in that, yeah. the, the status quo there was love triangle. Stax has a crush yeah. on Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey has a crush on Wildernessa. Exactly. So what changed from now to then to now? That's what I want to know. We were wrong. What changed is that what changes that Wildernessa is very aloof and barely hangs out with the kids, whereas she hangs out a lot in the library with Stax. So obviously you get you you get closer to someone who you weren't able to spend time with. Alex is bringing logic into this. That's that's the analysis. Even though love is illogical, (laughs) Wildernessa has so much. Wildernessa has the same kind of mystique as is Green Poncho. How could you not fall for that? That's the difference between having a crush and being alone, right? Yeah, that was that that was Kelsey's first crush. But now this is a real relationship at eight years old or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they did also start like pivoting Wildernessa since last season to liking Craig, so that would right. have been so that, yeah. That's how their main development yeah. is that the yeah. ice episode. We had Maybe the writing was experience. on the wall. But it's like it's like we got we got okay, Kelsey likes Wildernessa, then next there's a new uh, an episode where Wildernessa likes Craig, but it's not like anything happened. It's just like that's we just true. got presented with those facts, you that, know. It's, that is true. So yeah, uh, do, do we think Craig has told Kelsey about any of this? <laughs> No, but he also, I don't think he, does, does he know, know? Wilderness? Yeah. I don't think he freaking knows. He's crazy. He's, 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 dumb, a, yeah. he's a prepubescent kid. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, doesn't yeah. know anyone likes him. How would he deal with that? He Maybe he'd run away like Kelsey literally <laughs> did in her episode. Yeah. Okay. Well, regardless, we're at a point now where we start the episode and Kelsey is like blushing back at Stacks. Uh, yeah. By the way, this episode is it's it's really out of nowhere because this is the sequel to a season one episode. Like I checked on <laughs> that. That long ago. Really? The book club. This is the book club sequel. That was season one, episode twenty nine. Like, Do we not reference the book club at any time in the last two seasons, though? I mean, th- th- we were in the library, but like this is a sp- this is a separate kind of thing. Yeah. It's it's like they brought this back. It's wow. not really a sequel. It's more just they revived it, the concept of it. Um, I mean, I didn't remember. It. it was like, yeah, it would make sense that they have a book club. No, they, yeah, no, they ma- they made a whole. It was a whole. It was a whole deal, and like getting JP and Craig to do it first, they were like reluctant, and now they got like Sparkle Cadet in there and that paintball mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. And a lot of kids. Clearly, the book club's evolved because yeah. Sparkle Cadet's there, and she didn't exist in season one. So yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. We've had we've re- yeah. This has been happening off screen the whole time. The book club, um, and yeah, but the, we we start off and they're just they're blushing at each other while telling their story. So that's kind of like okay, we're that's introduced the to the tell. status quo. Yeah, yeah. That's that is the, that is a pretty big tell. Uh, the end, but uh, we start off in a different animation kind kind of style with the like fake anime style of this the fire. So I don't I don't know if it's anime. Well, the 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 swords seem kind of anime, the but story, it just yeah. seems like a more detailed style. Craig, Craig's less version cartoony. of anime, you know, but. Uh, it's it, 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 so it's a different style. It's cool. Good. Like if we had a whole show that looked like that, that was just as gay. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh my god, it was so good. I want more. It looks it looks so good. I really hope we get more in that style, even if it's just like two minutes of actual animation. Yeah, I was impressed by it. they went back to it twice after. It, 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 it yeah. was kind of like two minutes of the episode overall. Like that. I'm impre- I like how they committed to it so much. Um, it's pretty. It, 
That'd be cool if this was like the Kelsey Stacks ship thing is you go to this style and then you explore their feelings through them writing their story and their characters interacting, which is kind of the shtick of, the, of this episode, of course. But uh, it'd be cool if we went back to that again. Um, but yeah, we could get them, them as fire and ice. And that's like their OCs. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the whole, this episode's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. It's wonderful. I, I do. I think this is like one of the best episodes of Craig. So I, I, I will say, but it is also ridiculous because it's like Kelsey is like, uh, processing her feelings through, um, like being embarrassed that her OC is her and coming to terms with that. It's pretty, it's pretty great. It's feels I like, very crazy. I feel for her. That's terrifying. The idea that like you didn't consider something so obvious that your friends point out in real time and like, they don't realize how embarrassed it makes you. Like she had the most gay panic thing I've ever seen. And that's saying something <laughs> like legit, just like how, how much she started flushing and then just like running away, she not telling away. anyone anything, just getting out of there. Because it was too much to handle. Yeah, that's pretty great. She just runs away. Um, and then, and, and and she is at home. One of my other favorite parts, she does the narration, which they, you know, mm-hmm. original original gag from the show, original Kelsey thing. They, it's very sporadic at this point, but we get, we get her saying through her kind of narration, where Kelsey and Stacks like fire nice, would that be okay? Um, like one of the most serious uses of, of, of that device ever. Uh, and I thought that was really fantastic. Um, uh, like, uh, her, her questioning, uh, if, if these feelings she has are okay. And uh, that, that transitions into, uh, after talking to her friends and them kind of not being sufficient in, in this area. <laughs> Cause they're all like the same age. None of them know. Yeah. Even if it wasn't gay, do. they still wouldn't be. Yeah. It, it would, st- they wouldn't be helpful stop, in any stop romance. Self inserting your OCs into my. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. JP adds Aaron Dirt or Craig and JP, Aaron Dirt. So this became Avatar. They wanted to make yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love yeah. that he says dirt and not earth. It's just so, <laughs> so perfect for JP to go there. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I love the Cockney accent or whatever. Like, I love, I love that too. Yeah. Uh, JP's, so, JP's still so wonderfully random, you know, mm-hmm. four seasons into the show. Uh, but they, they say you need to, Kelsey needs to talk to someone who knows more about this kind of stuff. And it's like through the lens of helping with her writing, right? It's, yeah. it's a fantastic use of double meaning. <laughs> I like, I like that the show, the scene and transitioning from this with, um, Craig and JP, it starts off as like a metaphor, uh, because, this is and and it's it's like this is how this stuff is traditionally handled on kids TV, so we're used to it being a metaphor. And but it makes sense for them because they're they're kids, and she's also having trouble processing it. And it yeah. makes sense for her and then Cat to approach it this way with her. But I do think it becomes it transitions away from a metaphor during this conversation with Cat and Laura. It, I would argue it's not a metaphor before then because like one of the things that felt really. Like, oh, like, oh, not like, oh, they went there, but like kind of a little bit still Um, (laughs) is when she's having the internal monologue and she's looking at the book covers. Right. Mm. And she sees like the 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 princess lady hugging the knight. And then you see like in her mind, it's like her being the knight and stacks like hugging her. Like that's a very strong romantic visual representation that they just like committed to. So I think like that should clue anyone watching in about what Kelsey's feeling like without any ambiguity at all. And I was I was like honestly pleasantly surprised that they even did that. 
Yeah, it's a good point that it's it's only uh, and when I say it's a metaphor in terms of like how Kelsey's processing her feelings. But traditionally in these types of episodes, the whole thing would be a metaphor. Like, yeah. yeah, like the audience wouldn't it would be a metaphor to the audience. But we're clued in very quickly. They're blushing right away in this episode. The cover. That's a great point. She says we're Kelsey and stacks like fire nice. Would that be OK? I mean, it's pretty clear she's dealing with uh, feelings on, and the feelings of her characters. I mean, earlier, Sparkle Cadet's like, oh, it's so romantic. romantic you know? Yeah. So the episode is kind of like wonderful transparent about it while still uh, kind of dealing it with in a way treating it realistically in a way like kids would would be able to process this um, and so yeah she, she's uh, Kat uh, is helping Kelsey as a professional writer um, and also Kat, Kat um, helped JP with his story he has a little line about that after yes, he talks yes. he's like oh endings are so hard I had my sister's girlfriend help with this so it isn't even out like it isn't like Oh, like we we picked Cat because <laughs> Kelsey, we think you might be gay. It's like, oh no, she already helped me with my story, so she can probably help right, you that, with that's, yours. That's really well seated earlier in the yeah. episode when JP. But the question is, how much is JP thinking that maybe Kelsey could have the help of her uh, of of his of his uh, older sister who's gay? Versus he's just genuinely like, oh, writer, she's a writer, you know. Like, does JP? How, how much is he aware of what's going on here? Well, I think he also knows like that person's dating his sister, and they're like older and more mature. So if it also happens to be relationship involved, they would know more than him or Craig. On some level, I think he he gets that. Yeah, I think I think so too. I think on some level, which is kind of JP's whole character. Yeah. He's like he's really silly, but he's really aware of things um, and really smart. Uh, See, so yeah, I, I yeah, I feel like JP is like uh, be. I think he's a little bit aware of it and being super great. Um, and yeah, the, this conversation. So then she go, the, the, this, this, the whole conversation. This is the show doing something we've talked about several times in this podcast before, which is like, I think one of our favorite queer devices, queer storytelling devices, which is a, a younger queer person consulting with an older person, a queer person yeah. who's been through, who's had more experiences and asking them like what it's like and just generally talking, helping them sort through their feelings. I remember Bloom into You, the anime had an episode, uh, with basically this almost exact same thing and it was so wonderful. Um, love seeing it pop up here in Craig, and it's so perfect for someone as young as as Kelsey. Uh, and yeah, Michelle, what what uh, what other what parts of the scene uh, stand out to you? I mean, like, on, I was gonna ask you guys, but like, did anyone like tear up at all during like the Cat and Kelsey exchange? Because I just like I don't know. We've seen Cat before, but I feel like this is the most we've ever spent mm. with her character. But she does such a good job of being very, like, gentle, but also, like, giving Kelsey the green light to feel her feelings and feel very supported. And just, like, this is very natural. And, like, why not just embrace it? Like, there's nothing wrong here. And it was so good. It was so well handled. And the dialogue was so good. Like, ah, it was just, ah, it was pretty remarkable. Yeah, I, I will say I, I I didn't go ah until like the final shot. But during this this cat discussion, I did. Uh, there's a specific line where I, I think it's very direct, but she goes like, "Writing is vulnerable." Like, yeah, and it's like kind of like laying out like this is why you feel this way because like you're exploring things you never thought about yourself through fiction, and like that's like doing that for the first time. It, like I think we all relate in some in some form or another. Like the first time that something like opens up to you, it's like, oh, this is possible. Like I can I can allow myself to 
to think like that. Like that's a that's a big moment, and uh, sometimes a moment that causes a lot of internal turmoil. So, but but like having like th- thinking about like uh, the comforting presence of somebody, you know, like letting uh, letting you know like that's a natural response to things. Like that that felt very nice to like witness that uh, that 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 kind of dialogue happen compared to like a lot of us who have to you know figure that out on our own sometimes yeah uh, i i thought it was it was all really beautifully presented the last line from cat this this story is a part of a part of you you shouldn't hold back any beautiful part of you part of yourself um, i was like dang jp's sister better like marry this woman because <laughs> she is literally the best that was it was it was so good yeah and i the the whole like we start off in like the feeling her out and in terms of it being writing is this about feelings we get kelsey panicking again um yeah she's like what if it seems like you know it's us and then uh, like Cass just like well what if it is that's fine like she doesn't tell her like oh well like you (laughs) you should hide it or something she's like that's that's normal. I mean, you're writing from experience, and that's what you should do. You should write what you know. Yeah, and I think I think Kelsey maybe just needed to hear some sort of validation or, or permission yeah. to feel what she feels. Like it really, it was only it was very brief and uh, an overview. Like very, all it took was kind of what we saw in the scene, and uh, she might. It's like she, uh, how much exposure does she have to? Even though, you know, today's kids, I think, get to see a lot more of of queer representation and stuff. And Kelsey, it's still uh, a thing where she needs she has this crisis of of her feelings and uh, processing it in some capacity, I think, with Kat here was was a really perfect uh, way to approach it. Also, I love that they let her kind of feel those like panicking feelings here again after before. In general, when shows do this, I usually like feel some sort of secondhand embarrassment. I feel like I'm like, uh, (laughs) it's like such it's drawn like yeah, it, if but they it's draw like, it out, if, if this had been like, oh, does Stax like me? I don't know. Like, what if she rejects me? Like, no, like, Stax just likes her. She really yeah, likes her. Yeah. She's calling her up. She's like, I, I hope we can work on more stories together. There's no ambiguity there yeah, that it will true. be reciprocated. The show just let her feel what she felt, and then it, like, pretty quickly moved on, and I love that it it it, it let her feel this way, and it, it continued on the story, and it, like, moves fast, but it, it, it's, it's all within, you know, the 11-minute Craig uh, format, um, but uh, it, it covers so much ground in such a wonderful way, and we get the, them finishing their story, that's how it's framed with. Um, I love that the the conclusion to their dumb stories they cut the dragon in half. Uh, <laughs> it's like that's not the important part here. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, yeah, but uh, but it's like yeah, this is the, they're they're like children writing a fantasy thing. This is what she this is a Kelsey style thing. But then at the end, yes, Kelsey, uh, they're presenting it in the book club, and uh, Kelsey says to Stax, "I like you." Uh, she's like blushing behind her book, and uh, Stax says, "You're the girl I long for by my side." What kind of line Stax? is that? Well, they're that, repeating that, the line that, from the story. Kelsey wrote that in mm-hmm. the. Did Kelsey in, write it? Yeah, Kelsey wrote it, but like Stax has like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> the 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 like bravery to like say it to her face, which like Stax is very brave. This episode, yeah, yeah. very brave. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, very, very, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be kind of insufferable if they're a couple together all the time. No! <laughs> wow, Stax, wow. Stax is shy. I think it's going to be fine. If they're just saying fantasy lines at each other, that would be the, that's like they're the worst. They're huge nerds. That's true. Yeah, they're, yeah, no, that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but I think they can. I think this is just because it was after the story. I think they can probably restrain themselves. But um, and then they hold hands. Yes, and that's the 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 culmination. And it's interesting because this is a show where we have seen the witches kiss in a past mm-hmm. episode. But almost this handhold feels like even bigger. I mean, I felt the same like when. <laughs> <laughs> when Lumity became canon, like when they held hands, because it's just like mm-hmm. it's very symbolic, and I feel like a, a kiss is nice because it it signifies like we are romantically like attracted to each other. But a handhold feels more like a commitment. Like this could be a long term thing that we figure out together, and in a way that it, that like does something else for you. I think to see it, it's just as intimate. It's just different. Yeah, I thought it was presented uh, that that way, and, and of course they're like really young, so I yeah. think this is right. It's a great way, and <laughs> they'll get to the smooching in like middle school. Middle school, oh, wow. Uh, I will say there's also something something to the to the shot of them holding hands and then like in the background. Nobody seeing, like, notices. Their, well, like all their friends, all their friends are there. They're doing their own thing, but all their friends are there. So like it's also like the fact that it's like happening in public, like simultaneously as other things are happening. There's I don't yeah. that, that that felt like an added detail to me that I appreciated. Like uh, you know, like all our friend, we're in like a safe space here. You know, like it's mm. it's fine. That's a good point. Yeah, and they all seem so accepting earlier when they're considering it being romantic. Um, yeah, the like they they thought it was a nice thing. It's just that like Kelsey mm-hmm. needed time to process it herself, but I think everyone else was on board. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so the, what's next for for Kelsey and Stax? Is uh, is is Kelsey going to introduce Stax as them dating at some point? I want to see them go on a date because I think Kelsey would be a disaster on a date in a oh, really yeah. fun way. <laughs> Like, she might get too in her head and be like, it has to be perfect. And then it just becomes, like, a hot mess. And then Sax is obviously like, no, like, I just want to spend time with you. Like, I don't care about all the other stuff. I think it could be really cute. I want them to go on a real date. Okay. Yes. There, there was there was one episode right where like they brought Stacks out of the library to do a quest. That like, was with Wildernessa. Yeah. That was with Wildernessa, right? So like we could try that again, but this time just Kelsey and Stacks. Like for whatever reason, there's a there's like some mission that Kelsey is on, and they want and she wants to bring Stacks this time. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Stacks going with them on some some sort of uh, dumb stump kid adventure. Some um, dumb stump kid adventure. Is that not a summary of the wow. show? Oh, uh, maybe they need to get a cube from some kid who knows a lot about books, and mm, she, she has to like, come oh, along to bring my, her expertise. Uh, sort of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, and I like the suggestion before meeting Stax's family. Um, will we? Will Kelsey keep calling her Stax? That's an important question. No. <laughs> Is that her preferred name or is that her LARPing name? You know, is she is she in on the pretend? Because she's just in the library. Oh, sure she is. I don't think you can opt out of the pretend if you're <laughs> under the age of 13 in this uh, universe. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think they're all just collectively uh, doing it. Um, yeah. So in, uh, eventually, this is down the line, but I think eventually Wildernessa comes back in the picture and then... Uh, you got stacks us to like Kelsey. What, so what do you think? Are, you, <laughs> are we past oh, this? We can dream. We can uh, dream. Lock pencil that in for season five. Let's come back to that one after we've had like gone on a date with them or something later down down the line. I think that'd be great. Uh, uh, d- uh, will we eventually get the Kelsey Stacks Wilderness of Craig double date? 
Oh God, that's gonna be such a mess. Craig's not gonna know he's on the date. Yeah, Craig won't know. Yeah, he won't know what it means. That'd be so good. JP and Manny too. Let's bring JP and Manny. A triple date. Yeah, I could see, I could see just a JP Maney, Kelsey Stacks, uh, like them looking to JP and Maney for like how to be a couple. Oh, I would love oh. that. That would also be like really be ridiculous. Like, do we have to pretend to be horses? Yeah, do we have date? to be horses yeah. to be in love? Do we have to like share an apple with our mouths because we have moves? Gosh. Uh, yeah. I think we gotta bring uh, horse girls back into the to the picture. I think they're briefly in the first episode, but yeah, the uh, uh, oh god, I think we gotta see some of these double dates going on. I think that I think we gotta we gotta do this. Also, I mean, they're gonna follow up on Craig and Wilderness at some point, right? Like that is not just gonna be one off. But as we've seen from the fact that they brought the book club back three seasons later, they you know they, are, they don't always approach things right. <laughs> they they got time. They got we time. Have time. Okay. Uh, any other fire nice comments? Uh, this is kind of like, I get, I don't know. I, I really appreciate that the episode was like kind of subtle, but still intentional about treating Kelsey's like first big romantic crush, um, as, uh, like with some of the nuance of it being a queer relationship, but also, not so fixated on that that it didn't also register as a very like natural like anyone having a crush and like having a meltdown over it kind of way like I feel like they found that balance really well because things like her asking like is this okay I mean yeah you can read this like oh we're friends is it okay but I think like it's pretty clear that is it okay is because it's just not as normalized a relationship and like the fact that she does you know kind of talk through this with other queer women they could have been anyone who were in a relationship and mature but like the fact that they were queer i think is important even if it's never directly spoken by the character so i just i really appreciate how they kind of found that balance between showing that like sometimes it is harder when you have these feelings and you want to be with people and it's not <laughs> heterosexual and that comes with its own kind of you have to maneuver certain things you don't necessarily do in a straight relationship, but also that it's still completely normal. And in some ways, everyone goes through very similar emotional roller coasters. So I just, I really appreciate the team for being able to balance those priorities because I imagine it's not easy to do. Yeah, I I completely agree with all that. I thought it was like, explicit while still being true to them being children and still being true to like it being Craig of the Creek in a kid's show. Um, felt like the it felt like the really perfect balance. I agree. Um, other other fire nice. Okay. Uh, so um, will... I, I, I'll just uh, briefly say the uh, the the paintball kid. I think this this is only main <laughs> contribution to these episodes. I thought we were done with him. He, he yeah, gave, I don't he gave need a pretty good episode. I'll throw well, that out there. Well, I'll, I'll say his story seemed kind of kind of fine. Like I was impressed yeah, that he had fine. writing skill. So you know, good for him. This is one of his better appearances. I think. Yeah, yeah I yeah, agree. Yeah. Like yeah. less conflict in this appearance. I think he's probably in the the first book club. I think that's why he's here, um, but I can't remember. Okay, uh, I was I was gonna talk about open up to talking about season three. I think we have uh, a little a little bit already, um, but uh, I don't know if we want to hit on any other topics from the previous season. 
uh, is definitely notable how long we went through winter and then the big capture the flag arc. Um, um, I thought, yeah. Alex. Well, I, I just want to mention the uh, the Bernard uh, Jessica Winter episode that was right before, I guess, is December that it came out. But I, I I had not seen that episode, so I watched that with this batch, and that was a, a, again very cartoony. Like Bernard is just like Love going Bernard. over the top of his reactions. Oh, so uh, Je- Jessica has some great lines. It's just like I th- I, like I threw it up there on the roof. <laughs> they like threw it so, with the whole car. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I I thought that ep- like if we were asking about favorites from this entire batch and we could include that, I think that would also be up there because I had a lot of fun with that episode. Yeah, lock, locked out cold that aired in December. Um, I agree, and that's also the only Jessica right that we got here. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and Bernard uh, only Bernard, but Bernard uh, he's uh, he doesn't have in general. He's been kind of sparse in this show. He's going to be more sparse because he's like touring colleges. And yeah, stuff that was too, pretty notable. Which is huge. Like big, big how, plot development. How is the family going to deal with not having Bernard in the house anymore? T- touring colleges, even though his mom just wants him to go to Howard. <laughs> I think he probably isn't going to go to Howard. I don't think he has a choice. I think it's just going to happen. <laughs> you got to keep it in the family. Yeah, I, I agree, though, that Locked Out Cold was great and Legends of the Library also. I think those are technically season four episodes, and they're probably, I don't know if they're meant to air first or later, but um, yeah, and also also good but stuff from those that, that had some Stax Kelsey interaction for a brief moment. Oh, yeah, Stax is in there. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if there's any, uh, and, and we had Laura at the so end. They were like, hold, she was holding Kelsey back by the, she was holding her hands, technically. So, yeah. Ew. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. okay, that's good. Good build up there. Okay. Uh, see, uh, yeah. Any uh, Michelle, anything from season three you want to highlight? Uh, it's such a blur. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a good blur. Um, I remember really liking the family camping episode and the family beach episode. I thought those were really fun. I just like seeing Crick hang out with his family because their dynamic is so different than just like the stump kids hanging out. Um, and Bernard is still my favorite, so it's always nice to see yeah. him, even though he's not there all the time. Uh, God, what else happened in season three? I feel, I feel like a lot of stuff. Capture the flag comments. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean that was really fun. I mean, oh God, I'm. We got the we got the return of uh, Deltron, uh, which was uh, highly highly anticipated in in the last episode. I think, we uh, we even we got the guy who did Deltron to do all the VO tags for the promos we made for the capture the flag <laughs> arc. I do remember that, nice, and he was nice. he was really fun to work with. And I think we've worked with him since then, so maybe he will be our staple go to guy for a while. I don't know, but maybe he will. He's he was great though. The arc was great. I mean, like I think that's the first time we've had an arc like that, and it was very eventful. It was very action packed had good song in it. I mean, a lot happened. <laughs> was it in Capture the Flag that we figure out that the original Green Poncho's name was Michelle? Oh, Michelle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was yeah, from we, the... Yes. Yeah, so your, your, your thoughts. <laughs> I forgot that was her name. <laughs> I forgot that, but too. But that's nice. Michelle representation. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, no, no Dylans or Alex's yet in this show. I don't there must, there must be an name. Alex. I'm there's sure one of these kids has to be named somewhere. Alex. Uh, I, 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 I bet we're forgetting people too. I, I can't. I, we, okay, we we need to. 
at some point really there, there's a Lexus. Yeah. Um, like speak yeah. Yeah. Was it where was she was somewhere, right? In well this, Bernard anyway. and Alexis are like a Package deal. Yes, that's exactly what I was to say. Package deal. Bernard and that Craig is like, ooh, you got a girlfriend. Bernard is like, yes, that's well established. Yeah, since the first episode, since the pilot, it's been well established. Okay, that was a great joke. Yeah, but yeah, they're doing like musical chairs in that winter episode. Oh yeah, and Jessica goes really hard on it, but then she wins. So I mean, good job, Jessica. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's talk about the news then that we just got from uh, from Craig of the Creek. Speaking uh, of Jessica, yeah. Yes, speaking of Jessica, we have uh, season four just started, but we got word that Craig was renewed for season five. Um, and we knew about Jessica's show from an earlier announcement, but we mm-hmm. got uh, Jessica's Big Little World uh coming we can talk about that and then the the you know can assume maybe a season five but certainly not a guarantee in today's uh kind of animation landscape uh but we get a craig movie is coming Woo! yes that was uh big news i was shocked i was like whoa because i don't know when you heard about this months ago <laughs> I, <if you> were... <laughs> no I, I heard about this not that long maybe like a month ago mm. but I because like we're in season four, it so it felt like soon for a movie, but also like yeah, maybe they're gonna do season five first. But I mean, it's great news, and maybe we'll have multiple movies. Who knows? Craig could have a very long legacy. Yeah. So Craig, Craig of the Creek, the movie is an origin story of the <laughs> Creek's bra- bravest explorer that could only be told through the scope of a movie. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that's uh, what Craig- they say about it. I didn't even know the tagline craig is craig williams is the shy new kid in town uh, yeah. <gasps> oh my god so we can see him meet jp and kelsey yeah what if they have like really like baby voices though because <laughs> bill, bill solomon like doesn't sound like he did in season one that's gonna be interesting are they gonna pitch pull, up like, his voice a lot i wonder <laughs> Treasure maps, pirate ships, and a villain who wants to destroy the creek are just the beginning in this treasure hunting epic. <laughs> There's always a villain pirate trying ships. to destroy the creek, isn't there? It's always yeah. got to be somebody. Is it there? Not you know, not anymore with the king gone. Is this the king that we're talking about? Is this someone else? That's kind of interesting. Yeah, well, um, he, he, Craig didn't know who the king was until yeah, so it's got to be yeah. someone else. Yeah, probably. Um, season five debut early next year. Okay, that's good. That's really um, exciting. And then uh, we could. Here's a quote: We could not, for a Cartoon Network exec, we could not ask for a better foundation as we expand the stories of the Creek into preschool and long form projects, ensuring that Craig the Creek is well on its way to becoming our studio's next big kids franchise. Uh, which, which you know, seems considering you're greenlighting a season five in a movie, seems like uh, this is like kind of Cartoon Network's tentpole show right now. To some. Uh, to some extent, it's it's unclear what goes on HBO Max, what goes on Cartoon Network. Even in this announcement, I don't think they committed to what's airing when, where. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's, I think, really wonderful and smart for Cartoon Network to double down on Craig, which is uh, one of the best animated shows on TV and one of the most important shows. Um, and uh, really heartening that we're getting more of Craig and not just, uh, I mean, there's a lot of good shows, but uh you know, we're not just doing Baby Craig, and not, not the Wee Baby Bears is probably not great too. But you know, <laughs> is Jessica the Jessica show count as Baby version of Craig? I don't, I don't know if that's Jessica's so like mature. Honestly, <laughs> I, I'm really curious what that show's gonna look like because 
from what I remember by Jessica, she's like in, interested in the stock market and has yeah. like a very like she likes to like keep a good schedule, but she still also likes like like oh god, I'm trying to remember her plushie's name. Is it Small Urkel? Small, small friend? Uncle. Small, small uncle. uncle. Small yeah. uncle. Okay. So like she does still like like kids stuff, but I feel like it's gonna be like uh, Jessica's a very specific kind of character, so I feel like they're gonna play with that a lot too. Yeah, I think that's what's most interesting to me about the Jessica spinoff is it's it's being billed as a pre-K show. Um, yeah. But Jessica's the the whole like shtick of her character is that she's like more mature than mm-hmm. her young age. So that so I, that could be really fun. Yeah, I think that could be really fun. It feels a conflicting a little bit, but that could be in a wonderful way. Because um, that's my initial reaction. It's like a Jessica show, I'm on board, but it's pre-K. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's wonderful pre-K animation. We've never really talked about any of it on this podcast. There, it, it's there's like we we kind of like treat there as being a line between pre K and like uh, C- Craig like Y seven type shows you know as like uh, Y seven these these types of shows are ones adults can appreciate pre K ones are ones we don't uh, touch as much so uh, I'm I you know and maybe it's just a bias of mine but uh, you know it being much younger presented um, that that's potentially a hurdle but again it's it's kind of interesting because Jessica is this like mature uh, child. Um, Maybe we'll have a lot of meta jokes about about it being a pre-K show, like uh, Craig. The, the the demographic wouldn't understand that at all, but the parents watching might. Yeah, that's true. Could see a lot of that. Um, also, that we're, get... we're 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 shouting out that it's going to be a show run by uh, Tiffany Ford, who yes! I believe is a, a black a... woman, and yeah. you know, bl- black women showrunners are in animation, especially, are very very rare. So, uh, you know, congratulations to that. Yeah, uh, she's been a director on on Craig and uh, and she was on Steven too. Um, <laughs> not sure if she was boarding. She might have been uh, backgrounds or character design. I forget, but I've known I've known her work since Steven. So she's been doing stuff for a while. Yeah, nice. So very very happy to see that. Uh, a lot of people on the Craig crew who. You could you could see getting a uh, big promotion or getting like shows at some point in the future, um, but uh, also wonderful to see. I mean, we, you know, J- another thing in terms of being the new era of Craig Jeff, Jeff Trammell, head writer, is at some point leaving. Uh, right, I think I think he show. already left. I... He's he's left yeah. in like in real life, and in, in his name is still in the credits of these. Episodes. Oh, he's left. Yeah, <laughs> that that is true. Yeah, so I don't know where that transitioning is happening, but that's like a big uh, departure for the show. So, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, maybe a part of the era two of Craig at some point, I don't know. But uh, still, in general, the show's had like a very consistent crew, I think, since the beginning, which has been pretty wonderful to see. Um, any what, what any any comments on the news we've we've been talking about? Um, um well, with with Jessica's big little world, like I, I, I'm in this, I'm in a similar boat where like I'm excited by the concept of it, and I do want to see like, despite you know how they're describing it as like aimed at even younger audience, but like I still want to, I am interested in checking it out just because Jessica on Craig of the Creek is such a fun character. Uh, the the promo image has has small uncle sentient and like this Wait, uh, yes, <laughs> Oh my god, it's gonna be amazing. It has yeah. a face. Let, let me let me put the small picture here. Uncle. In the in, in the chat here, is, is there real this, or is this her imagination? Well, I think it's her imagination. Ooh, obviously, oh, like, he is sentient. But, Look at him. But like Look this, at, also this wow. 
like a woman in like a really cool outfit yeah, that I want to know more about. Glasses. Yeah. So like I, I I'll watch just to figure out who she is. Could that I'm... be like her persona of herself as an adult or something? Ooh, I don't know. Because they're both um, they both have like poofy ponytails. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I like I like that theory. Um, and like you know Bernard and her parents are back there, so like if they get like little cameos in the show, like that that'll be nice. To that'll see be nice. They show yeah. up, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm excited for season five of Credit Creek. That's fine. We already talked about. That's <laughs> so I'm, I'm like I'm like Jessica's Big Little World is like an interesting idea to me that I want to think. More I, about. I'm honestly the most hype about Jessica's Big Little World. <laughs> <laughs> It was like one of the things um, they threw out there when Cartoonito was getting off the ground. Um, right. And I'm really happy this is one of the ones that they actually are 100% committed to. And it doesn't surprise me at all, given Craig has been a, a top priority show for us for at least like the past three years, if not longer. Um, which is saying a lot because we still rely very heavily on Teen Titans Go and like Gumball. And Gumball hasn't aired a new episode in sure. <laughs> over a year. <laughs> so for Craig to have that placement, I think is very well deserved. And I think the momentum internally to promote Craig is only growing stronger with every year. So I I do wonder like how many seasons they want to do because they honestly might be able to do as many as they want because Craig just has this perfect blend of I think what the the network's looking for right now, and it's just very good timing. I'm really happy, especially because there are like so many good shows we've seen that are relatively short lived, either by choice um, because they're more narratively focused or because they're getting canceled. Um, and that's absolutely not a problem, Craig. I don't think is ever going to have for cartoon, and that's kind of wonderful, you know. That's like yeah. one glimmer of a bright spot in a world where not everyone gets <laughs> as much show as they want. Oh, I completely agree. You know, how many how many shows on this podcast do we talk about that do not get as many episodes as Craig has or is going to get yeah. and answer every single one, right? Like this is <laughs> except for, you know. Uh but I it, yeah, it's uh and even you know, even like Summer Camp Island we know is going to end soon. Um but mm-hmm. that that at least has gotten a lot of episodes. Um, I, I, it's, uh, very heartening to hear that Cartoon Network's gonna keep doing Craig for as long, as long as, as they would, would want to. And then it's like totally the right decision. Like it's like, it is the perfect show for right now and for them. And, uh, um, it's, it's great because it happens to be just like very, very high quality, uh, fantastic show. Um, and yeah, this is, this is totally like a bright spot amongst hearing a lot of shows are ending. So that's, that's really good. Uh, um any other comments on the news michelle any final comments to wrap up here i'm i'm excited to see more i want any vague hints about future episodes i uh honestly like i've only seen maybe three more they're they're still working on them they're not all done so i think whenever like the next plan is to drop a batch which I cannot confirm. Um, I, there will probably be more ingested into our system. But yeah, I mean, if they've already said that season five is going to come out next year. Yes, that I mean, would mean year, we have to air yeah, like 30 more episodes this all year. All of season four this year, which is already fantastic. I mean, you know, we, we've talked before about shows that have like these really lengthy times between seasons like Stephen bombs were like probably <laughs> the most like stressful example of this um and i it seems like craig's gonna be pretty consistent so that's really nice too 
Yeah. I will say Craig, Cartoon Arcs only the past few years only or past two years only aired Craig like January to like end of summer and then mm-hmm. taking a break. Um, still much better than like every other show. But it's interesting. I'll see if we'll see if that's continued uh, this year. Um, Alex, uh, comments to wrap up here. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait for the Summer of Craig part re- reduts. They they did that already, right? Where they just like spammed like a full season of episodes in like a month in the summertime. I I, I sort of remember that, but um, yeah, it, uh, I, I get there's there's a as we talked about, there's a lot to look forward to. I think we've covered everything with the batch of episodes. Uh, one one final gag is that kid with the ring shirt keep getting oh, mistaken for zero. Uh, that that's. <laughs> Uh, I, I, again, Sonic. Yeah, was that kid coming back? Uh, but, uh, <laughs> they already back twice. It's more than most of the new characters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, 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 uh, it's, it's a, it's a joke that I guess people will keep making because people don't know what rings are in this universe. Maybe. Um, so yeah, I, I, I feel bad for that kid. Okay, we feel bad for that kid. Maybe uh, he's, he's the new Bobby. What if he's the next villain? They keep making fun of him not knowing what his shirt is. Uh, I mean, now that cardboard's been completely like revitalized in the cardboard community, I guess we do need someone to step up. <laughs> cardboard community. Step up in the dramatic role, yeah. Uh, uh, Car- love to see Carter in the premiere again, by the way. Yeah, he, uh, he seems to be doing well. I'm less scared of him now than I've ever good. been. So That's good. I'm just happy he's a part of the regular rotation. He's earned it. He's earned it. <laughs> what is regular ro- like? If, if, yeah, that's that's that's, that's a, a fake. That's a fake. Concept, appears once yeah. every fifteen episodes. Is that regular rotation? I would say someone who appears as much as like Wildernessa or Kit is. Wildernessa reg- hasn't been there in a while. Or like either, Jason. Honestly. Yeah, but we haven't seen him in a while either. Jason. I I, I yeah. like Carter was in the end of Capture the Flag, and he's in the premiere. So I think that's like yeah, like yeah. I feel like that's like a sign of a character who's in the mix. Mm. Um. But that being said, they were probably like I don't think Wildernessa was, and she's gonna, she'll she'll be here at some point. Um, yeah, okay. So this, yeah, it is well interesting to track uh, t- uh, all these characters. We're all well, we'll see the other champions at some point too. I assume soon. Um, the other kings champions we saw two um, out of I don't know four. four, four I, don't I think we're five. Five counting so. Maya, I guess. Are we gonna get a? Maya oh episode? yeah, that's that's true. We have to do all the others and then. I her would love bands. to do Maya. Oh god. Ooh, okay. So that's she's good. so that's cool exciting. that's pretty hype so there you go uh, a lot of uh fun as we covered with the news a lot of fun craig coming up and uh it was very exciting to uh see the beginning of season four and to talk about craig again here so let us know what you guys thought of everything we talked about anywhere you're listening to the podcast you can leave a comment and you can uh check out the other podcasts we've going on at overlyanimated.com. Subscribe to not miss any uh future podcasts coming up, and you can consider supporting us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overly animated. Thanks to our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Needle, and thanks as well to our patron executive producers, Steve, Michael, and Phoenician. Uh that is it for Craig of the Creek. Thank you guys very much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.